What's up, everybody? My name is Jordan the Giant Cassad, and you're listening to the Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 30. I'm joined by my co-host, Joe. What's up? Uh, we got a uh, fun little football thing going that I straight off the top want to mention. We got a lot to get to today as far as pay-per-view shows, previews, and reviews. So mm-hmm. I, I want to mention here off top that here at uh, Stolen Gimmicks, we started a uh, football fantasy football league. Um, so every week we'll be kind of talking about that a little bit and mm-hmm. talking about a little bit of real life football, maybe um, just kind of. Just a little bit, just a yeah. little bit. I know we're a wrestling podcast, but you know, but my, my one rule for the fantasy football league was the the team names have to be wrestling related. We're going to keep it wrestling related as much as possible. It's all wrestling yes. fans, and I believe last week is when we on the show we said we were going to do it, and then that right. show got scrapped, and then we did it on Twitter, and it filled pretty quickly. So unfortunately, yes. it's full. So if uh, you're not in it, maybe next year. But I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I thought that I was gonna have to use multiple f- relatives or friends, and uh, I even had to turn some of my friends down. I yeah. got one friend in there that that's in like every league with me. But um, yeah, it's really cool. We got all four divisions: Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, and Collision. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a wrestling themed name, which is great to see. It, I think it's gonna be a great time. I'm ready for it. Our yeah. draft is next week, so. We're we're yeah. getting there. So next week's show, I think we're going to introduce all the teams, tell everyone their team names and their top player. I think it'll be fun. And um, I, I really want to hear people talking shit. Like I want to, like I wanted to get crazy. I want, if people want to send in promos to the show, we'll play them on the show here. Uh, obviously, this is a wrestling themed program, so we want it to be wrestling themed, but it is football. So um, we're going to keep it wrestling adjacent, even yeah. though it's. Fantasy football. Yes. Um, we have Ethan Chambers in there who literally asked you the other day what a quarterback was. So yes. hoping to be in his division. <laughs> and then uh that's a I mean that hey, that's okay. We have a lot of varying uh experience levels in yeah. uh in the fantasy league, which I, I find that very intriguing as the season goes on. I'm I'm down to help anybody though. That's first year. Yeah, I'm excited even for the, the people who are uh, less experienced with fantasy football. In fact, I'm one of them. I've only been in two fantasy leagues in my whole life. Last year like I I said last week, I did pretty good for the first couple of weeks and then I stopped staying on top of my team. Um because right. there there was nothing nothing worth doing it for it was just a random league that my friend started uh no one was really talking about it and i didn't care about it but this one i'm going to care about and i'm going to fucking win damn it um but uh we it, it, it's a no money league and the winner will get something from us um maybe a t-shirt something cool um to commemorate we'll decide that like halfway yeah. through the season <laughs> yeah so my, my friend said i better get um the uh the Indianapolis Colts uh, WWE football. Uh, Absolutely belt. not. <laughs> Dude, if I couldn't spend $600 on a Chiefs one for myself, I'm certainly not spending $600 for an Indianapolis 
Colts one. Yeah. Come but on no, now. Now, honestly, that would be an amazing uh, dude. If prize, we were rich, but, yeah. we would have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're not rich, and it's not going to happen, unfortunately. But we'll make sure you, whoever wins gets something cool, and whoever loses might maybe we'll give them something cool too. Um, not as cool, but something fucked up probably. But we'll figure that out. Yes. Anyways, if you guys want to, I will ship you my cat's hairball. There you go. I like that. Or it's the pile of shit. Yeah. Okay. I think that's <laughs> illegal. Is it? Why not? Yes. Um, so if you guys want to uh, uh, keep updated with all of our uh, social media, or especially X, formerly known as Twitter, go over to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash stolen gimmicks uh, for all of our links. So yeah. Um, I do want to mention I've been really sick this past week. Uh, I, I think it was COVID. I took a test. It was negative, but I felt like shit since Sunday. Um, but I'm feeling a lot better, but my throat, not my throat, but like my nose area, it's hard to breathe and I can feel it now that I'm talking more and more. So, um, yeah, not too fun, but it's all gonna... right. when we get to the AEW portions, it's not like you'll need to talk much. So. Yeah. Because Oof. that, that big, incredible, exciting pay-per-view that I promised to watch. Let's uh, be honest. I didn't watch it, uh, but we'll get into that. <laughs> we got some news for this week. Um, unfortunately, we did have a a, a special episode last week uh, about Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk's passing. Um, we just did a whole show about that. We had uh, Chris Madison on, and I, honestly, I love the sh- I love the show we were able to put out, and I think it was great. And honestly, if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it because I think it was a a really good tribute piece to them, and I think we uh, talked about a lot of good stuff there. Um, yeah, I think it was very nice, a fitting tribute. It was yeah. definitely something way different than what we typically do on this show. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what we had to pivot to given the circumstances. So um, I, I, even though we were kind of out of our wheelhouse, I think it came off very nice. For sure. I agree. Um, but other news this week, um, CM Punk, more drama. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it all started with... Um, he got there from plane and he no one from AEW there was to pick him was there to pick him up and he had to like i guess a fan helped him get to the arena yeah he was like riding (laughs) trades around england and and everything else and getting cabs and stuff just trying to figure out how to get to wembley um dude i i so far i know we'll get into more tidbits as we go but as far as this goes, you're not on the right foot to begin with. And this is very shitty to do to one of your top stars. You're going to send him via plane to a foreign country and then not give him trans when he arrives. Like, yeah, dude, that's that's very suspect and 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 not cool at all. And in fact, the travel coordinator uh, for AEW Rosario Grillo, he is a big uh, Bucks guy, and he was liking all sorts of anti-punk tweets right before the wow. Pay-per-view, so. That's not good. That is terrible. That is not a good look in the slightest. And I know, like CM Punk's been a pain in the ass for them, but he is probably their biggest star, no matter like yeah. even even through it all. Um, but that's- I'd say him and Omega are far and away the biggest stars and Danielson went healthy. Yeah. Those are like the guys. So. They definitely have some big stars, but CM Punk is probably the biggest name they have. And they're going to treat him like sure. that. And that's awful. And I, I hope that they make that up to him. But he didn't help his case when later in the night he gets into a fight backstage uh, two years in a row at a pay-per-view that starts with all. Um, 
<laughs> okay. A pay-per-view that starts with all. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the same pay-per-view, but it's not. Um, yeah, pretty close. We're only a week apart from the anniversary of Brawl Out. Yeah. So. What happened with him and Jungle Boy? So uh, I get it was report. I think we talked about it on the show, but like a month ago, we reported that uh, there were reports. <laughs> that's so weird to say. We reported that there were reports that um, Punk and Jack Perry disagreed about a glass spot. There was some angle that uh, Jack Perry wanted to do with with a picture frame that had real glass in it. And Punk said, hey, use fake glass. It's too dangerous to use for an angle. Whatever. Yeah, now I mean, we get that to makes this sense. Pre-show. Sure, you don't want to you don't want to slice your jugular getting hit by a real picture frame. You know? Yeah. Anyways, we get to the pay per view, and on the pre show, him and Hook have a car brought out to the stage, and they're slamming each other on a car, and Jack Perry hits I forget what the move was, but he hits a move on the car, and they're both sliced to hell on their back and arms, mm-hmm. and he gets up off the car. And goes real gra- real glass, Crimea River, like yeah. straight to the camera. Like basically, you know, an A1 shot towards punk. Mm-hmm. Like on the I dude, if I'm TK, I'm not I'm sorry. A pre-show, you should not be blowing your load like that. Using a car and they were using uh a table and they were using all sorts of other things for the FTW belt. Like nobody mm-hmm. cares that much. You, like there's a reason why it was on the pre-show. It should have been a straightforward match with a straightforward winner. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck is Jungle Boy having an ego like this? What Dude, is like? like, look, I know that I'm a big time punk defender, but I have to say Jungle Boy comes off like a complete cock so far. <laughs> like walking around like you've been somebody or you are somebody. Dude, you've literally been in the company for for three years and your biggest moment was tagging with a dinosaur. Like, dude, yeah. you're not like you're not hot shit yet. Wow. Like, you might want to slow up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty wild that, like, and then they got into an argument backstage. I guess Punk put him in a chokehold and choked him out right before Punk smashed it open the show. But we'll get to that. But yeah, apparently Samoa Joe had to calm him down. Um, yeah. There was also a little blood on Samoa Joe's arm when he was making his entrance. And me and my buddy that I was watching it with kind of noticed that. And I was like, huh, that's weird. But <laughs> it didn't matter because Punk bled anyway. So it just. Went yeah. in with the rest of the blood. But. For sure. But then what happened with Miro? I know he so, got uh, Yeah, apparently that was like... Brian Alvarez posted on a message board that, that Punk and Miro got into a heated exchange or whatever. And then uh, Sean Ross Sapp came back and said that, that no, that, that's not what happened. The Punk and Miro exchange was, was solely friendly. Uh, Miro came up to Punk and basically said, uh, you want to fight me now? Blah, blah, blah. And Punk said, yeah, let's go to the ring. And like basically just making jokes back and forth. So Miro was trying to make light of the situation at the same time, I'm sure, trying to calm down Punk. Um, and it was taken out of context from a third-hand resource, I'm sure. Yeah. But Jeez. I've heard nothing since that day. I've only seen that one negative report about the Punk and Miro interaction. As far as yeah. I know, Miro was just trying to calm him down. So sure. Um, and you wrote down uh, in the news segment uh, argument with TK. Was there an argument? I didn't hear anything about an argument. With yeah. Uh, so the last few days, it's been leaked out that apparently also Punk ha- has had a really rough argument with TK before he went out. I guess after the Jack Perry thing, and I guess Punk told TK that he's really starting to hate working here, and it's the worst part of his week. <laughs> 
So that's honestly wild. And now we're going into a pay-per-view in Chicago. See a bunch. This was supposed to be like his pay-per-view for the most part. Like he he should have been like the main thing on this show. Ricky Starks versus Punk was supposed to be like the big angle they've been working towards. Honestly, I know that on Collision they're doing a thing with uh, Ricky Starks challenging um, Ricky Steamboat to a strap match. I'm hoping it happen ends up happening to be CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. Steamboat doesn't need to be in a match, um, no. but I this is honestly wild. And like, if you were TK, what would you do with Jungle Boy and CM Punk right now? They're they're suspended for. Uh, they're looking into everything, but right now they're suspended. Mm-hmm. What would you do going forward if you obviously we don't have the full context, but based off what you know? Okay, so based off of what I know, I do know that punk is a common denominator in a lot of these backstage issues. I also know that Jack Perry, out of the blue, has started thinking that he's something that he's not. I also know that um punk has collision. And it's filled with his guys. So what would I do? I, I would I would take Jack Perry, remove him from the collision situation, and reinstate Punk eventually, reinstate Jack Perry eventually. But I'd give them both, you know, pretty good suspensions. Only bring them back to where you have enough time to build for full gear because I don't think there's any way in hell that, that TK is going to bring them back for all out. I, I, I think that that maybe they miss a few weeks and then they build for matches at full gear. But I think from now on, you have to keep them separated. Yeah. I mean, they have two shows for a reason, which I I think it's ridiculous that punk and his gang is all on collision, but if that's how it has to be right now, because like we said, punk is like one of their main stars, if not the main star, you kind of got to cater towards him. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but it seems from the outside looking into me, like I know a lot of people are saying that CM Punk's a bitch and what have you. But a lot of it sounds like they're just pushing his buttons and fucking with him because they know it'll piss him off. Like, there's a lot of that yeah. going around where it's like certain things that they're doing. Like, dude, you did not. I, this would not have been a <laughs> huge issue if Jungle Boy didn't go out on live television in the pre-show and have a stadium stampede match all on his own. And then yeah. get in the uh, live camera's face and say, uh, real glass, cry me a river. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely shitty on Jungle Boy's part. And like you said, it, it almost seems like they're trying to like break CM Punk just by constantly yeah. fucking with him because they know he's he's weak, like he's fragile the way he acts and the way he uh, responds to things. So that's definitely possible right there. But yes. I think Punk's personality is he's very stuck in his ways as far as wrestling goes. And he defends what he believes in, no, no matter what. And he's like, he's the kind of guy that would start a conf- confrontation if somebody disagreed to it with him to the point of doing something like that. Like we didn't hear much about the whole Jack Perry incident until he, like the first time. But when he went on TV and did something, then it became a bigger issue. Like I think Punk would much rather have people come and and settle things before it leads to getting choked out. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened between the match and getting choked out, but I I've heard that, that Jack Perry put hands in his face and mm-hmm. all sorts. So I don't know. Fun, fun. Uh, We're also like a, like a fourth hand account of everything that happened. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah. Um, apparently it is on tape. Uh, I doubt they'll ever 
put it out there. No. But, <laughs> um, I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm very, very fatigued on, on talking about AEW drama every yeah. week. I, I hope that they that they can get things under control because this is this is getting fairly ridiculous. I'm sure things happen in WWE that are just kept under locked mm-hmm. doors, but aw it's like every month yeah it's it's pretty crazy that they just had a stadium show with almost eighty-two thousand people in attendance um or paid attendance i'm sure it was more people and Mm -hmm. the biggest thing people are talking about is backstage drama and that's pretty shitty yeah so very um some wwe news apparently uh the authors of pain um have been signed since last year and have not been used yet I don't know how true that is, but I always liked them as a team, so it'd be pretty cool to see them back. Yeah, that's pretty weird if if uh-huh. they've had them for this long and haven't done anything with them. What what would you like to see them do? Would you like to see maybe if they got paired back with Rollins or something? Maybe not that. I mean, honestly, they could just be a tag team. I, I don't know if they – maybe a manager of some sort uh, would be cool, but – Paul Ellering, like NXT. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No, I think I think the reason why they took Paul Ellering away from them back in the day is because Paul Ellering didn't want to go on the road anymore, sure. which is sure. understandable. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what to do with them, but I'm sure, like, they, I thought they were good at wrestling and they're cool looking. So why not have them in the tag division? I don't think it would hurt anything. Sure. I mean, outside of the Viking Raiders, it's not like you have two monsters. It's not like you have another monster tag team. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know what they'll do with them, but I definitely would like to see them back for sure. Um, sure. You didn't write this down in the news, but it was a big news of the other day. And I know you hate that it was news, but, but the WWE NFL uh, legacy belts that they have. Oh, <laughs> I wanted dude. to bring it up. I'm uh, so tired of hearing about the, this little news piece. I think it's a non-story. All 32 yeah, go teams ahead. go live and the Jaguars belt is gone within an hour. And I, I did research earlier this week on who is the least popular NFL team because I was going to be them on franchise mode and Madden and then redesign the team. Um, it's the Jaguars. So I don't think they sold out unless unless they only stocked a few of them and they stocked more of the other teams that are more And popular. I've heard rumors of an apparent Fanatics employee that looked in the system and there was a certain big order from Jacksonville. Really? They couldn't say who. Yes, I saw that on Facebook the other day. See, now I, mean, I, I saw see that Facebook, too. So who knows? That's what I initially thought. That like, if if they sold out that quickly, I don't think it's a conflict of interest. I think I think they get there's enough third parties to keep it separate. But I do think that more than likely somebody made a big order just to ha- get a ball and use them for things like events and stuff. Sure, I could yeah. totally see that. Yeah, but. I, I and I also heard that they're, they're going to restock them, but I, I just find it funny that they they went first because like you can like it's wrestling and people are going to make stories out of nothing. And it's funny because the Jaguars are owned by the same people who own AEW. And um, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, but, it's the Jaguars <laughs> belt, so WWE can't do anything because AEW owner's dad owns the team. So yep. yeah. WWE can't make a deal with fanatics that who has a deal with the NFL and it has a deal with like, dude, it's just, Oh my, like, is this really what we're talking about? At least it's better than talking about somebody passing away like last week, but I wanted to to bring it up because I know that you 
didn't like when it was being brought up the earlier. In the no, week, I, I thought it was goofy. <laughs> I do like those belts, though. I want the Dallas Cowboys one, but there's no way in hell I'm spending $600 on it. Yeah, after tax, the Chiefs one was like 620 and I'm like, dude, no, sorry. Yeah, no, wild. I'll wait for a sale. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah that's uh, really all we have for the news here. And then the Wrestle Roundup, we already talked about SmackDown on our Bray Wyatt episode. Um, Collision, you wrote down, it was literally a preview show with the return of Billy Gunn. Uh, yeah, they, well, not just, not really just Billy Gunn. It was the badass character. He was getting, he, they, they did like this nice promo where, where Billy Gunn, uh, said, uh, at all in, it's not the return of daddy ass. I can't do it anymore. We're bringing out the badass. I don't know. I thought it was well done. It was, it was a nice promo. And, uh, Got me pretty excited for that match when before I wasn't all that excited for it. Um, but then last night on Dynamite, he's right back to daddy ass. So I don't know. Sure. Okay. I well. thought it was like I thought it was an actual legitimate character change yeah. earlier in the week, but literally not just for that match. Oh, I'm gonna win because I'm channeling my inner badass Billy Gun, whatever that means. So yeah. So he did not retire. He's back. Um, he's yeah. back. Um, you put Raw before All In. That's cool. We'll talk about Raw real quick. Yeah, I just wanted to get the since that's the only WWE show we really have besides previewing Payback. I figured we could just kind of talk Raw real quick. Sure. Um, so we'll just go through it real quick. Uh, Sami Zayn beats uh, Damian Priest in the opener. Really nice to see Sami Zayn and the Judgment Day being used in the beginning of the card instead of closing the show like it has been the past <laughs> six six months. It's also really nice to see them versus um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like, I feel like that's just like a fresh matchup that we haven't seen before. Um, yeah. I think if, <laughs> if if I'm WWE, I'm doing Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to at least Royal Rumble, maybe oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah I because think a, I, I think those are yes, because those are the two <laughs> best teams in the WWE's history, and they need to wrestle for a year straight. Yep, yep. <laughs> dude um, i after payback we better be done with this or i'm gonna so. boycott this this feud i will never watch a single segment if they if they don't end it after after payback yeah. i swear but it was a singles match Sami Zayn beats damian priest i thought it was a pretty good match and sometimes it's nice even if it's the same people a singles match makes it a little bit better um yes. but then during the commercial uh zane and owens brought out jerry lawler to the the memphis crowd i th- thought that was pretty cool uh he's like royalty there literally uh so yeah and he's cool. been dealing with health issues yeah. um this last year so uh glad that that happened um it would have been nice if they would have done that for the uh tv audience as well yeah i agree but, but they did not i but- i mean it, it would have just taken like 30 seconds but i understand you know yeah, the video is out there though, so you can check it out. Yep. Um, and then the Miz comes out, and well, it was LA Knight's music, and the Miz comes out dressed as LA Knight. Oh, uh, you already <laughs> spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, I love this segment. The Miz did a great yeah. LA Knight impersonation. Um, pretty much trashing LA Knight for being a attitude era knockoff and made fun that's of the only thing they have <laughs> against the guy everybody yeah. that's all they go for oh you're like stone cold you're like the rock oh that's a bad thing yeah yeah, yeah. um but i will say la night on smackdown i think that is going to be like to me is his real star making performance was the nice yeah. tribute to bray wyatt the night yeah. like the great promo towards the Miz, and then a nice clean victory over uh finn balor so and then now if we get la Knight beating the Miz, i know the Miz isn't really seen 
as this great wrestler, but he really is. And I think LA Knight beating the Miz will be really great at payback. Oh, with- dude, what if he gets one of the what if he gets one of the female wrestlers to be Maurice, dude? <laughs> like to, oh, the- to walk around with him, it'd be so funny. To dress up as the Miz. Yes. <laughs> uh, it would be kind of funny. Maybe uh, tomorrow or tonight on SmackDown. So, um, but yeah, we had uh, Chad Gable versus Ludwig Kaiser. Um, Chad Gable will be wrestling Gunther next week for the Intercontinental Championship. It's their third match, and the other two have been great, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and then Seth Rollins did a promo, and then Shinsuke Nakamura attacks him. How you feeling about Shinsuke Nakamura's current character? I'm I'm loving it. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it, I think it's badass. I think it's really really good. It's it's fresh. It's it's they're actually giving Shinsuke something um, mm. to really sink his teeth into. And I think I think as far as depth to his character, he has more of that. Like I I really enjoy the aspect of I'm going to target a certain body part. And I'm going to tell you why. And basically the story of this match is I'm going to break your back, make you humble. No, I'm going to break your back um, because it's already broken. And <laughs> yeah, right. And, and and that way uh, your wife has to hold your kids because you can't like all this wild ass shit that that uh, Shinsuke mm-hmm. was saying. But yeah, I think it I think it makes him pretty terrifying. You know, if he's if this is how he's going to be now. During the match, I want him to be cold, calculated, and ruthless. I need him to be targeting the back and going crazy. I'm sure he will, yeah. but I don't want it to be just your average raw Shinsuke match like we have been getting for the past three or four years. I want to see TakeOver Shinsuke targeting that back. I want to see Shinsuke with the world title after the match, too. Um, I mean, in a perfect <laughs> world, I'd get like 2016, 2017 Shinsuke, you know, like right before WWE uh well, that's I don't know why I said 2017, like 2015, 2016 Shinsuke, right before WWE, where he's just going crazy in New Japan. That's uh-huh. what that would be sick, but we'll see. I think he's a little too old for that style. But. Yeah, but I think he's still good enough in the ring that he can be a world champion. And I, uh, I hope we in see WWE, that. This week. Yes, I think yeah. I think his his work is fine enough to if he can have character work like this to carry his his in in ring work, which is still very good. I think that that overall we'll have a pretty nice world champion. Now, yeah. do I think that's going to happen? Eh, I don't yeah, know. It might, but and honestly, we don't need a long Shinsuke reign. But I think it would be cool to have it. And, a couple days. Yeah, I mean, no, I'd rather be. Maybe <laughs> I'm a, kidding. At I'm least kidding. a couple weeks. Um, but I have couple a couple minutes. Like I'm really worried if he wins, he's going to get cashed in it right away. Um, but. Or he doesn't win, and he he does all the dirty work, beating up uh, Seth at the Judgment Day attacks him and takes him out of the arena or something for Priest to pick the bones. I, I could see that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we had a uh, Tommaso Ciampa beats Bronson Reed, and then Becky Lynch versus Zoe Starks. Um, it was a false kind of anywhere main event, and yeah. Uh, Man, you with that Zoe Starks. Stark. You always you you, uh, you love to put the S on our name. That's funny. Uh, not not sure why I do that. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. But hey, there you go. Because you did not write Zoe Starks. You wrote Stark. So I I don't know why I did that. But yeah, that was raw. Decent episode. Yeah, of raw. Uh, that's Becky. Standard. I guess uh, Becky. I guess early in her career, I I read that she had tr- trouble figuring out how to work a cage or a table match or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wanted to make sure to um, do a table spot in this match because 
when she was having those struggles, Bray really helped her figure out like kind of the psychology and the way you do tables matches mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So she wanted to make sure she was doing a table. She did a table spot. That's why after that match, she was pretty visibly, you know, shaken up from everything that had happened in the last week. So um, yeah. pretty cool that she got to tribute her friend like that. Yeah, that was awesome. Wrong, um, so. I mean, it really sucks that it happened, but it was really nice seeing all the wrestlers like pay tribute. And um, WWE actually put yep. up a video. It was like a 40 minute video of a bunch of wrestlers just telling. Dude, I'm not going to watch that. I can't. Yeah, that, I, I, that's, <laughs> that's too long. Like, I, I, I'm i sorry, but that is too long to be sad for watching yeah. something like that. Like, maybe if you did it on like little clips on X, maybe I might watch a few. But What's, dude, 40 yeah. minutes of of wrestlers that I admire for their hard work every week. I'm not going to watch them cry <laughs> over uh, over their fallen friend. It's like it's basically like you're watching um, a funeral. Like, I don't want to see that. Sorry. Yeah. Like. But I think it's cool that they did it. And um, absolutely. The clips I've seen of it have been on X, just little clips of it. I know okay. like Samantha Irvin did one where she just sang, he's got the whole world in his hands. It was re- like really touching. It was really nice. So, and then she starts crying. But um, yeah, I, I think it's cool that they did that. And I, I can't watch the whole thing either just because I'll probably break down and I don't need to be crying watching other people cry. I just and- <laughs> I just don't I just don't watch wrestling to be sad. I don't want to see any of my wrestlers sad, if that yeah. makes sense. No, I get so. I get it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, raw. Yeah, decent raw. It's whatever. It's a normal raw. Um, but we'll get into all in here. A big, big pay per view. Um, eighty-one thousand paid in attendance. The highest, apparently highest paid attendance in the history of wrestling, which is pretty damn cool. Um, but yeah, uh, the pre-show was a few matches. I know that uh, Adam Cole and MJF won the Ring of Honor tag titles, and I, I know yeah, they, they did beat Aussie Open. Mm-hmm. With a, I know he did a kangaroo kick. I know that was a big thing. Um, yeah, and, and they hit the double clothesline, of course. Yeah. Um, also on the pre-show, they had the uh, Jungle Boy and Hook stuff. Yep. They did a Miro and Hobbs contract signing with like hardly anybody in the arena. Like This was like right when the pre-show started, like maybe 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. It was a two-hour pre-show where like the first hour was all talking. They had that, this segment, too. Um, and then they also did Jeff Jarrett and his crew uh, were out in the ring talking a bunch of shit. And then Grado, Big Show, and like I think Anthony Agogo yeah. came out and they they uh, beat up the crew and Jar- Jarrett got knocked out and hit with the guitar and what have you. So just a, just a fun little pre-show segment to get yeah. a, more people in front of the crowd. It was cool to see Grado. I haven't seen Grado in forever. Dude, and, yeah, the only time that I ever watched him was in Impact. I'm sure that's where you saw him. Well, I actually saw him on the Wrestling Road Diaries. Have you ever seen those? Mm. It was Cole, no, Cab- Cole Cabana did like a documentary. Uh, the first one was him, Daniel Bryan, and um, Sal Ranallo. And then he did it. the second one was him and Luke, Luke Gallows and Cliff Compton. And then the third one was him, Grado, and someone else. Um, what exactly is that? It's just them like touring the wrestling world, like indie wrestling, and they just oh. like documented it. It was really cool. I had the DVDs upstairs somewhere. Um, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I don't think I ever watched the third one that had Grado in it, but I've seen clips of it, and that's like how I was introduced to Grado. And then like I saw him a lot on YouTube, 
I want to say he did some five dollar wrestling too. I don't know if you ever seen. Those. Dude, he's big over in yeah uh, in U- in the UK. He's got like his own shows and shit. Mm-hmm. He got a nice pop when he came out too. It was pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly kind of forgot about him, and then when I I heard his music hit, I was like, oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I um so on Sunday I woke up and I was sick, and I slept in instead of going to work at six a.m. I went to work at ten am and by the time i got home it was the main event of all in so i didn't even start it i just i went to youtube started the pre-show watched like the first half of the pre-show i saw the grado thing i saw the hobbs contract signing and i saw the first match but i didn't see the jungle boy match yet last night i went and started watching all all in and i my plan was to skip and just get like enough information that like I could see all the best parts. And I actually started watching it and I was really enjoying it. And I actually just watched the first hour and a half without skipping. So that's all I've seen other than clips. So I can talk about the first three matches. Can't really talk about much more than that. But the first match was CM Punk, who was just in a backstage fight versus Samoa Joe for the AEW real world championship. Uh, <laughs> what'd you think of this match? Um, so as somebody who wasn't sick and did watch the whole thing on uh Sunday from the beginning of pre of the pre-show until the very end of the show, um I, I thought it was, you know, I I'll be honest, there were parts that I thought weren't paced very well, but I think for the first big stadium show, I think overall it was was pretty solid. Um the Puck and Joe match that opened the show, I thought was was very it was very TV feeling like, like outside of Samoa Joe um, popping up the crowd and acting goofy. Yeah, I don't think was there fun. was a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't think there was. Well, I think honestly, part of that was he was kind of probably worried about what mind space punk was going to be in for this match. So he's probably thinking, man, I need to hot dog a little bit to let punk grab his, his mental here so that he can get back into things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I thought this match was fine, though. Um, I, I liked it more than certain matches that we'll get into here in a little while. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked the finish with uh, Punk hitting the Pepsi plunge. We hadn't mm-hmm. seen that in a while. I wish it would have looked a little cleaner. It just felt yeah, a little... Yeah, but Smojo yeah. big as hell. I mean... True. Yeah, absolutely. But it just it just didn't look right to me. I hear you. I was like, oh, that was the finish? Like I was expecting him to get him up for a G- GTS, but um, I know his last GTS on him didn't look very good either, so... Um, but I thought the match was really fun, especially Samoa Joe, like working the crowd a bit. And uh, yeah, I, I like Samoa Joe a lot. And I like Punk. And I-, I texted you when I was watching it last night. It's still crazy to me to watch CM Punk wrestle in 20, like yeah. current day. Absolutely. Um, so, but um, I'm a huge Ricky Rabies mark on heels. And uh, I- <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, You're still uh, funny, dude. I know. Um, but no, like it was a good match. And Punk's still the real world champion, damn it. So, yeah. <laughs> the second match. It's still though, real to me. Yeah. Are they ever going to pay that off, I assume, with Punk versus MJF eventually? Yeah, that that seemed to be the plan. I don't know when or where or how, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, but the second match was the Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and Juice Robinson. And uh, Takeshita, uh, they had the gun club with them uh, ver- versus the Golden Elite, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi. This is a really fun match. What do you think? If I was doing a top five, I think this would be like my six. Okay. I thought this match was fine, 
but I thought it, I thought in the middle, it kind of drugged for me, which I wasn't expecting because the, the all in match with the bucks and the, or with uh, Ibushi, I mean, the all-in match with Ibushi was fast-paced as hell and crazy, which I don't know why I expected this one to be the same. It's got a lot of different competitors, and I don't know. For whatever reason, I just thought this trios match would be, like, kind of shorter and fast-paced and wild, like a lot of AEW trios matches, but instead, this was a Mm 20-minute match that was kind of dragging for me a little in the middle. So, yeah, it's fine, though. Yeah, and like you said with the last match, it kind of felt like a TV match, um, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy it. I One thing I do want to mention is Takesh's theme song yeah. is the worst fucking thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Yeah, it, um, it's the Don Callis <laughs> thing that, that he's that he's got for his like family or whatever. Dude, bad, what, what bad, is it? Just, bad, 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 bad. Is it just one note? It's just like... Brrr, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> dude, I, I don't like, know what uh, they're thinking. Between that and Jack Perry's attitude i mean theme song yeah, uh both terrible. dude those are those are some of the worst songs in aw history like what can we do that we don't have to pay licensing since we're spending all this money on other licensing and just like, oh okay. they're a heel that means annoy the shit out of the crowd and your yeah. tv audience to yeah, where they go. mute your entire broadcast <laughs> let's just go to a piano or whatever and go and that's the song yeah, yeah terrible that's what it sounded like um my my tv audio is not very good but uh that's that's what i thought it sounded like and he won the match he pinned kenny omega um and the theme song kind of ruined it for me I'm like uh <laughs> just like but i i'm excited for Takeshita versus kenny omega at all out um and i i think that's like the one really good match on that card the guards yes, a little i weak. think that's the that's the one match that I'm definitely not going to miss. Um, I'll be honest. I work this whole next weekend. I'm going to probably Monday sit down and binge everything and get caught back up. But uh, it, on in some circumstance, maybe I might pull a Jordan. Might be a little behind, but hopefully not. I, I'm thinking that I'll be able to stay caught up and and get caught up if I need to. but that's a lot to watch that's like seven hours of (laughs) pay-per-views plus collision plus smackdown all in the weekend that i work (laughs) yeah well i'm going to smackdown and i'm all for payback i'll be working on sunday but it's not a noon pay-per-view so it won't be a problem or it shouldn't be i'm going to be picking up a lot of stores because it's a holiday on monday so i don't know we'll see but um yeah i uh, regardless we'll talk about it in some capacity next week for sure um, and of course, we got to talk about payback for in, in length. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we do it the whole show. Uh, yes. And then the next match, which um, is my favorite of the three I watched fully, was the AEW World Tag Team Title match. We had FTR defeating the Young Bucks. Um, I was shocked that FTR won, honestly. Uh, but this match was really good. And my, I watched it with my dad, and he was like, "Oh, I think I'm a fan of these two teams now. These guys are awesome." And that was pretty cool. And yeah, what do you think of these this match? Yeah, now that the Usos are uh, not really a thing right now, I I would say that these are the two best teams in the world, and the and I don't really think that they're that they're as far as longevity goes and and accomplishments and overall skill even now. I don't think there's anybody particularly close except for maybe New Day. How are you to say that when Alpha Academy exists? 
Oh, yeah. Alpha Academy, <laughs> the same team that's been in an intercontinental <laughs> title feud. Yeah, because they're that damn good. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both trying to fight off Gunther and, and right now. So. so last week we did our top five uh, current favorite tag teams. And I, yes. put, I put Alpha Academy on my list. Oh, and dude. We didn't air that episode because the audio was messed up. But Joe wasn't having it because I love Alpha Academy. And it's not that Dude. I think that they're better than these teams, but I really like them and I had to have them on my list. Um, and, you know, I I mainly watch WWE. So, uh, you know, I have those WWE glasses on. But no, yeah, if, the- <laughs> if anybody thinks that I mean to Jordan throughout the show now, you should have heard that segment. I went pretty <laughs> nuclear on him. Yeah, I was appalled. I was like, oh, my God, there's no way. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, our audio was perfect last week. I just didn't want anybody hearing uh, him ripping. Me oh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. But no, uh, this match is incredible. I really liked it. Uh, but like I said, I was shocked that the Young Bucks did not win. Yeah. Um. So the next match, Stadium Stampede, the best friends uh, versus the Blackpool Combat Club. There's a lot of different names here. Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and Penta. Um, Defeat Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio, John Moxley, Willer Yuta, Mike Santana, and Ortiz. Claudio who? Claudio. Sorry, I didn't catch that last name. <laughs> Claudio Castagnoli. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I was just making sure. Dude, I, even me, like I've said Castagnoli for years, and even sometimes I go Castagnoli or something. Yeah. I, in my head even, I'll just mess it up because it is kind of a tough name to say. He, he's been in AEW for about a year now, right? And yeah, give or take every single time he's on the screen. My dad's like, that guy looks like that Cesaro guy. I'm like, dad, that oh is my gosh, that, that is Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. weird how that happens. Huh, dad. <laughs> yeah. uh, so <laughs> how is this match? I, a match, if you could call it that um, these stadium stampedes. Look, I like hardcore and and, and crazy wrestling. But when you get this many people in it, you can't tell what is going on. And they can't follow the action very well. And they're constantly missing spots and things. Like, my biggest problem with this match is even my buddy, who this was his first AEW event that he'd ever watched. Like, he only watches a little bit of WWE. But he's like, hey, I want to come over for that AEW pay-per-view. And he's like, we he loved the show. And then we got to this match. He's like, I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't know what's going on, and I'm very <laughs> confused. Yeah, that's how I felt like, that last time they had, like, a big just... Dude. The, what what was that match when they were just playing John Moxley's theme song for the first 10 minutes of it? Was oh, I know I know what you're talking about. I don't know exactly what they were calling it, but um, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was another ma- same type of match where they were fighting everywhere and going crazy. Yeah. I was just Not like, oh, uh, it's hard to concentrate, and, uh, like... When it comes to wrestling, we already have enough uh, camera changes and shit. And yes. just to make it like, oh, now we're in this section of the arena. Now we're into that one. It's it's very hard to keep track of. And yeah, I could see why someone would not like that kind of match. Um, there was a lot of screwdrivers and forks and <laughs> uh, everybody was bleeding. Skewers. Um, people got, yeah, people, well, I was going to get to that. People got slammed through, car, uh, not cars. Uh, that was in the pre-show, Matt, believe it or not. Um, but people were getting slammed through guardrails way out in the backstage area and, and Penta smashed skewers into John Moxley's head. That was pretty disgusting. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was, 
I it was fine, but they got to find a different way of doing that match, or just put it on the back burner for now because mm-hmm. it, it's impossible to follow and keep up with the, what's going on. You just yeah. get a headache trying to keep up. I mean, imagine being there in person is probably very annoying. Like to actually, like it's probably cool if they come to your section, they're fighting in your section, you get a cool clip on your phone. But like to be able to like, you like, won't be able to see anybody because they're yeah. hardly ever in the ring for one thing. Yeah. It was cool during the pandemic when they did it, and there wasn't a crowd, yes. and they were just doing random shit. And they but, could kind of edit it, too. So, like, like they would do parts of it, you could tell, that were kind of, like, spliced in, mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't miss certain things. Kind of like that, uh, what I really liked AEW, as far as the pandemic goes, was the um, Darby Allen and Sting versus Team Taz in that warehouse. I thought that was very good. Yeah, it was um, this This, for cinematic matches. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to mention before we move off of this match that Penta did his Penta Oscuro gimmick where he quote unquote got hurt um, in the beginning of the match and then like 10 minutes later came back as Dark Penta. And the only difference was he was wearing red. So, oh my, that's fun. <laughs> oh my, is that can it be? It is. Yeah, that, that's an action figure two pack right there. Um, Penta regular and Penta Oscuro. <laughs> uh, so the next yeah. match, we have the AEW Women's World Title. Soraya defeats Hikira Shida doc- and Dr. Britt Baker and Tony Storm. Uh, new champion, Soraya. Yeah. So um, I kind of had an inkling that this would happen. And in my mind, I wasn't very happy about it. I thought that this was not the right choice. But I'll be honest, now that it's happened and Soraya's had her nice moment in the UK, which was very cool to see. She had her whole family there and everything. I I will I will be hesitant, but I will say that let's see where it goes and give it some time. Now, did it go anywhere on uh Dynamite? No. Now um I have the exact <laughs> same thought as you do, where I was completely against this. And then I saw that she came out with her family. And she came out to the Queen song, which is really cool. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she won in, in her hometown. And honestly, really fucking cool. And that's what wrestling's all about. Cool moments like that. And she might not be the greatest wrestler right now, but she honestly deserves to have a nice fairy tale moment like that because she's done so much for the industry. Um, and she unfortunately got injured and she she isn't as good as she once was, but like I, I feel like she deserved that, and I think it was a cool moment. And yeah. um, she said that she uh, was writing a book, and that Tony Khan gave her the finish to the book. And I think that's that's cool right there. And yeah, yeah. And hey, even if this is the last time that we see her as a as a champion, I think maybe you know give her this run with the belt and and see where we are after that. But I, I think this is fine. I think people yeah. are blowing this out of proportion. We'll see what happens, but it's not like the women's title was like propped up to begin with. So maybe this will give us some steam. I don't know. So it's there's only one women's match on this whole jo- big card, and it's eight yeah. minutes long. And <laughs> they want to show the biggest free agent that is a woman, and maybe that that is just human. They show her on the pre-show in the crowd. They showed her throughout the show. Did they? Okay. Yeah, there were several times. I don't know if they specifically did during the women's match, believe it or not, but I know later during the acclaimed and how's a black match, they 
they showed her again. So okay. she was definitely there for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was so strange cool. that they would show her even on the pre-show. They should have waited till the women's match. Oh, look who's here. Holy shit. Yeah. That would have been a huge but, moment. Uh, but. I also think it's a case of I know she's not signed, and I know that she's at least weeks, if not months, out from being cleared to wrestle. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're kind of being cautious with it. Like, hey, look what celebrities showed up to watch the show type of thing, like mm-hmm. WWE does. I don't yeah. think they were. I, I know that it's a big time free agent wrestler, free agent as in not signed to an American promotion. But I, I think that that maybe it was just kind of a, hey, this is kind of a tally of who's here. And then it was one person. Sure. So I, don't know. I, I don't think she actually has um, a contract with New Japan. I think I heard no, that. But but a lot of times when you're working dates with them, you kind of you kind of stick with them for. Yeah. For the for majority, I, I'm sure that if it came down to it, they would have um, they would they would probably take precedent over AEW more than likely, sure. unless it was like a pay per view. Like if 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 it came down to her making a title defense of some sort, like I know she's not champion right now, but if if she went down there for down there, jeez, if she went to Japan for a title match, I think that would be more important to her than wrestling on some random dynamite. Yeah. And I don't think AEW is ever going to be able to sign her. I think they might be able to use her for like uh pay-per-views and big matches, but I don't think that she'll ever be she'll be like some of the other New Japan talent where it's like, sure. hey, this person's making an appearance. So yeah. I mean in my head, she's one of those people that just feels she feels like WWE to me. And I feel like and this sounds anti So does Moxley still feel not really uh, WWE? No. See? Because, Give us some so, time. I just I couldn't see her signed to AEW. I feel like it's lesser than her. And that sounds fucked up, but I just couldn't see it. Um, but I could almost see this being a uh oh look, I'm here. And then she, if she's not signed, maybe now that's like, oh, what's WWE? Like, oh, I guess we can give you more money so you don't go there. But dude, that is such a WWE conspiracy <laughs> view of looking at things. Like, oh, she's using it for leverage on her WWE contract negotiations. Actually, hey, it would be I smart. Guess. It would be smart. But yeah, I don't know. I guess. But I do. I, I don't just, think they're real worried about even if she does go to AEW. I don't think they're real worried about that being what changes the tide. Unless AEW somehow got Roman Reigns, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and The Rock all at once. I don't think they're real worried. Yeah, I don't think they're getting any of those people ever. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so the next match was a coffin tag team match. Darby Allen and Sting defeated Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, this is actually my like dark horse kind of favorite match of the guard. Like, not actually my favorite, but one of like, I thought this match was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Darby was doing things that he shouldn't have the entire match, um, like taking multiple coffin drops onto a uh, a metal, I presume, coffin that was like it was bending like a car door. So I imagine it was it's like the same heavy aluminum that you'd see in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty nasty. Some of the bumps he was taking um, Sting was taking quite a few risks. Um, I thought this match was really, really fun. If, if you're gonna, if you want to just go check out a match on this card to get like the atmosphere and get the um, get the overall vibe of the show without wanting to sit down and watch a epic thirty minute match, sit down and watch this one. It's only fifteen minutes, 
and the the entrances are sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darby and Sting came out to seek and destroy by Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, very pretty fun. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I like when it um, Tony Khan just dishes out money for these like really cool songs to use. I think that's yeah. Cool. It all depends on what song it is because he's definitely spent some money on some shit that I'd never spend money on. <laughs> I agree with that too. But there's definitely been some instances where he's he's done good, and this is one of them. But yeah, yeah. Um, so we had Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Will Ospreay wins. How was this one? Yeah, I I said on our last on our last episode that uh that this match was going to be a lot better than people were going to assume it would be going into it, mm-hmm. and it was. Um, Will Ospreay is that damn good. Uh, Jericho still held up his end of the bargain, but uh, I gotta say, Osprey might be the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, he's insane. And uh, this match was was really good, in big part due to Will Osprey. But I I think this match uh, maybe gets uh, Chris Jericho back on the map is still a decent worker and not mm-hmm. a not a bum because I know there for a while like it's weird right when AEW started he was viewed as like one of their best workers and then the more people AEW signed the faster Jericho's free fall to oh I don't like him he's old yeah. Which I, mean, I, I get it because he looks he doesn't look great anymore. And he a lot of his segments are very cringy. So Yeah, I mean, and the, when he lost weight, he he honestly he looks a lot better than he did. For a while yes. there, he was looking pretty interesting. And he was I looking think, like Brutus Beefcake um <laughs> in WCW or late yeah. WCW. Like he was looking pretty rough. He looked like um if you go into a casino and you just see like an old lady at a slot machine smoking a cigarette, look like it could have been Chris. Oh, not a pack of smokes. <laughs> I need a pack of Virginia Slims and a sheet <laughs> and a rum and coke, please. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but no, Osprey's great. I um, yeah, I didn't see this match, so I can't comment on the match, but I'm sure it was great because like. I think Osprey could probably have a good match with most people, and I'm not saying Chris Jericho is not still a decent wrestler, but um, it helps that he was in there with a, a good wrestler. So I mean, it is the third. There's four matches that are rated over an eight on this show on Cage Match, which uh-huh. eight is really good on Cage Match, and this sure. is one of them. So yeah. I can't really can't really say too much negative because I really did enjoy it. So yeah, the Stadium Stampede, the tag team match this match and the main event are the other ones. So, um, and I, I think the stadium stampede is, is people voting purely on spectacle. I think over time that rating is going to go down. It has to, there's no way. Well, we'll have to see what uncle Dave gives it. So, <laughs> uh, he'll probably Six give it five stars. stars. He probably will give it five stars. I feel like he's done that with state stadium stampede so far. Um, yeah. but yeah, so we had the AEW world trios titles. Um, we had Billy Gunn and the acclaimed defeating the House of Black, new champions. Um, I mean, I like the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. So I think that's pretty damn cool that they're the trio's champions. How was the match? Yeah, this this was just kind of a this was just kind of a filler kind of in-between match. Cool to see that Billy was back. Uh great feel-good moment for the crowd that that the acclaimed finally got the trio's belts. But there's Nothing major to report. It was uh-huh. placed in between two in two matches that were uh um angled as big big time. So it's kind of stuck in the middle there. 
And uh, I think I thought it was fine. There was nothing really crazy that went on, but I'm glad the acclaimed won. Uh, I think it it'll be fresh, something new. And they got per, or, uh, pink straps for their titles. Pretty cool looking. Um, but yeah. And then the main event, we had MJF defeating Adam Cole to retain his championship. They're still friends. Yeah. Still friends. Um, they did a really goofy part in the match where uh, they did the double clothesline to each other. And it went, went for a three count. <laughs> oh, my. And uh, at first, they were calling it a draw. And then, no. Uh, Justin Roberts said uh, Adam Cole is pleading for five more minutes and MJF says no we're going to go till there's a winner and Justin Roberts announces that the match will continue and they continue for a good while and yeah MJF finally puts him away Adam Cole is very disappointed but they say friends in the end MJF wins so I don't know what did you think of this storyline overall I mean, I'm shocked that they main evented this massive show with uh, best friends wrestling each other. Just kind of strange to me. But uh, obviously, it has a huge fan reaction. The fans loved it. So that's really what matters. So, I mean, I think it's fun. I like the the little banter. They go back and forth. And uh, I think it's cool seeing MJF playing a baby face. And then he also kind of plays a heel. And I think that's the best of MJF is, like, you can tell he's just really fucking good at what he does. Um, So that's cool. And, I mean, they're the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. So I guess it makes sense that they're still friends and they're still Tag Team Champions. Uh, Maybe down the road, eventually that's going to change. They're going to turn on each other and then have another championship match against each other uh, maybe in a couple months. So that's that's what I would could see happening. I I don't know if you'd be interested in that or other people would because we've already seen it. But, yeah, I... What I, what I would do is I'd eventually have Adam Cole join the kingdom with Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett, uh-huh. and I would have MJF bring back the Pinnacle and bring it up, build it towards Pinnacle and and uh, Kingdom. That could eventually. be cool. That could be really cool. Yeah. So it, you know, to give the it would give the storyline more legs and give it added more variables than just MJF and Adam Cole, because I don't know. We've already had two singles matches, long, good singles matches. I don't know how much excitement you could build for another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, overall, how do you feel about all it? Does it feel like the world's biggest pro wrestling? Show uh, ever? I would say that the crowd and the atmosphere and the vibe definitely carried this show. I would say without that, it's probably a six out of 10 show, but I'll give it an eight solely based on the uh, atmosphere. So, yeah, the atmosphere is absolutely incredible. Just seeing that many people there for wrestling. Um, honestly, it looked like too many people, <laughs> just like how like backed up they had it. Like the, the seats, like I would hate to be on the floor, like more, like honestly, unless you're like row one or two, I wouldn't want to be cope with that WWE. Cope, cope no, 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 that. I'm not cope with that copium. I wouldn't like even at a WWE show, like I'm just like, I, I know, I've, I've just being that far back on the floor, you couldn't see shit. Dude, um, when I went to Rubble in St. Louis, that was the first pay-per-view that I'd still the only pay-per-view that I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble 2022. Dude, holy. It it was it wasn't even like that many people and it was still like overwhelming. Like cause I've been to NFL games and baseball games and things yeah. like that where there's a lot of people. But when you're in a dome and you're like indoors, it's intense. Like I I know it's a little different with since it's a stadium, mm-hmm. but um yeah, when there's that many people, it's pretty intense. 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. I I've been to WrestleMania, but I wasn't on the floor. Uh, but like I said, uh, being on the floor, I would not want to be unless I was the first two rows. I I sat on the floor um, as a kid. My parents for Christmas bought us. Well, they up. give you a chair. Well, that's you don't have cool. to sit on the floor. No, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> as a kid, my parents like they got like really expensive tickets and they thought they were really good. And we were on the floor, like, and we were like. 10 rows back and like we can't oh. see anything like like this isn't fun um and i, I just i'm honestly shocked people do that <laughs> like i'd rather be up a little bit because then you can actually see what's going on um but if you're for like the front two rows you can see anything and i've sat second row one time and that was really incredible but yeah especially a big show like that it's it's wild seeing that many fans just in that giant arena which you see at wrestlemania's but this stadium the way they had it set with the um uh the ramp going into the side of the building instead of um long ways i don't know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i i thought it was really interesting well instead like, of the big long curved ramp that goes through the middle of the people yeah i hate the curved ramps but what i mean is like even at like a wrestlemania they do like the big long ramp like long ways i and- think that yeah i think the long singular uh ramp with the with the video board it looks much nicer than mm-hmm. the curved ramp i don't know the curved ramp it kind of makes me feel like it's a more of a music festival setting mm-hmm. that because you can't even see the stage ever like during the match yeah so it's it's just different i don't know yeah and then this one I, I, strange yeah i like that yeah, yeah yeah you gonna say something Nope. Uh, just, <laughs> I, I was thinking. I was thinking about saying something about the stage, but I I forgot what I was going to mention about it. But basically, just what you were saying that uh, the curved one, I, I it's cool for the since there's so many people. But I think that the way AEW did it was the way to go. Yeah. Have the big long stage uh, instead of the curved stage. So yeah. What do you think about like the fat stages? Like just right, like the. <laughs> Like the big wide, (laughs) the big wide stages like they do for Raw and stuff. Yeah, like the real girthy ones. Yes, yes, the big, (laughs) the big, the the big wide stubby ones. Yeah, (laughs) dude, I can't take you seriously. Um, Uh, No, I look. I'll be honest. I wish that Raw had an actual like stage piece and not just a big old LED board. Yeah, but I get it. And it's not going to change, so it is what it is. Yeah, Joe likes bushes. Yep. Um, okay, so huh? AEW <laughs> Dynamite. We'll get into Dynamite a little bit here since uh, we're recording on Thursday. Um, John Moxley uh, beats Commander. Um, I'm not even sure who Commander is. I think is he the one who runs the the top rope? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Yikes. Uh, Tony Storm debuted a new character. Hey, um, hey, 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 hey. What else did I put on that first note? You said Commander's kind of bad, question mark? Dude, he had some rough spots in this match. He did a yeah. 450 off the ropes where he landed on his feet. And, it, like, instead of, like, landing the 450, he kind of laid it on his feet and his knees. And, and John Moxley had to kind of audible and get his legs up. To, and the announcers were like, oh, he blocked it. No, more <laughs> like Commander pulled short and 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 Moxley had to save his ass to make it look it was somewhat presentable. Like, there were just a few moments where you could tell that Commander is just not seasoned enough to be in there with a guy like Moxley. Like, keep him in there with other cruiserweights and luchadors, please. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I I can't really talk much. I know you that, didn't but, watch, so yeah. it, you can't really say much. But that's yeah. just what I got from that mm-hmm. match. Fine match. Uh, ridiculous that Commander kicked out of a pile driver. Um, but it it's is ca- what it is. Commander seems like kind of like their job guy, right? I I feel like uh, I see. It. It, he seems like a long term project for AEW as like they're one of their next crop of luchadors. But at the same time, they keep putting him in matches against big names and having him lose. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Um, t- Tony Storm debuted like a new character, kind of like a. She reminds me of like a '70s starlet, like Hollywood starlet, where she's has her like her hair in curlers, and she's like, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely better than the outcasts or whatever thing. I hope that that we're basically done with that. And yeah. the women's match at all in kind of kind of hinted at that. I I don't want to see that anymore. Um, but yeah, Tony Storm's character is really fun, where she's um, overplaying her emotions. I guess mm-hmm. um, she she had a very uh, spirited um, uh, in her backstage interview with Renee that ended with her throwing shoes at Renee, like Renee was. <laughs> Trying to cut to break or cut to the announce desk or something, and Tony Storm's shoes were flying at her, and Renee had to freak out for a second. So pretty fun. Um, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara are going for <laughs> tag golf. Are they playing golf? It's like a tag <laughs> oh, golf. Okay. <laughs> I think one typo, and you take the piss out of it, Mister. <laughs> It, Mr. Zoe Starks. Yeah. Um, tag gold, I assume, is what you meant there. Um, no, I, I meant tag golf. They're yeah. going to do a tag. They're going to do a tag team golf tournament. No. Um, I would watch that. I, I like watching golf. It's kind of boring, but like it's, it's, it's pretty good watching golf. Um, so, anyways, uh, uh, I, I would Jericho, definitely watch it. <laughs> Jericho and, and, uh, and Guevara have the team name of La Sex Gods, which, okay whatever uh but so they're trying to like repair their friendship i guess because Mm -hmm. they're like continuously not helping each other and talking shit and i don't know i don't know how i feel about this i'm not the biggest fan of jericho and tag matches i i mean jericho should be used sparingly and in big Uh marquee matches in my opinion not like putting him in a tag match but I guess if they're still trying to boost Sammy, I don't know. I think Sammy, like Sammy, hardly ever gets to wrestle people his age. Like I hate to say it, but like Sammy misses out. Like I don't know. I feel like Sammy Guevara, out of all the AEW young guys, gets saddled the most, and it's because of Jericho. And I feel bad for him. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just the way it seems. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Um, Eddie Kingston, you said he might be the most over dynamite guy, and he had a good match with Uter, which I assume is uh, Wheeler Uta. Yeah, um, Wheeler Uter. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I call him. Uh, no, uh, Eddie comes out all bandaged up, and he loses the bandages within 30 seconds, which is pretty funny. But uh, he, dude, every time his music hits, huge eruption, no matter where they're at. Like Eddie Kingston, as far as dynamite goes, might be their biggest, like, most over guy i I don't know who else would be more over than him Mm -hmm. yeah he's pretty cool i remember when he came in uh when uh cody was doing the open challenges that's Mm, like yeah yeah, i thought that was yeah that was that was a really good match too yeah that was a fun time when he was doing open challenges and wrestling like guys war horse and all sorts of people and then macroed yeah, dude, I want Matt Cardonia on national TV. 
I know he should be. Uh, the acclaimed did a ribbon cutting for their new championship belts, which is just the trio's belts with uh pink straps, which I think looks pretty nice. Yeah, you mentioned it during the pay per view that didn't happen till last night, dude. Oh, come on, man, that's... keep up with the product. You're spoiling yeah. our audience. Yeah, I know poor, the, <laughs> the three people who are still listening are just so upset. Um, yes, they're very sad right now. No, the uh, the acclaim they did a ribbon cutting, which is pretty funny because their whole gimmick is scissors. Yeah. So they I, they they pulled out a little pair of scissors, and then Billy's like, "Oh, we got to use my big one." Like, dude, come on! And he so like, let me pull out my big one, and he's like making a bunch of peen jokes the entire time, and he pulls out these massive girthy scissors. All right, all right. Anyways, he pulls out these scissors, and uh, they cut the ribbon, and the. The trio's belt's pretty cool. Pink strap and the ends of the strap are kind of cut in a V so that they can scissor the strap, which That's is fun. weird. But it's fun, <laughs> you know? I like them. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I they like kind of look like the WCW women's title, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it works with the acclaimed. It makes sense. Um, Orange Cassidy wins the main event against Penta. Um Orange Cassidy wins again, LOL, um, which you wrote here. <laughs> so he's going to be wrestling yes. John Moxley at All Out. Um, yeah, dude, I got to say this. Bro, this character that they're doing right now for Orange Cassidy makes no sense. The entire story has been, oh, I'm getting broken down because I'm doing so many title defenses. I don't know how many more title defenses I can do because I'm doing so many title defenses. Dude, they did a spot where Orange Cassidy and Penta do... Uh, Canadian destroyers back and forth, and they were no selling it. Like, dude, Orange Cassidy should be dead. He should he should have like a three minute adrenaline dump. Like, if I'm a, if I'm working this match, the beginning ma- of the match for like three minutes, I'm doing an adrenaline dump and I'm going crazy on my opponent. And then like the next eight minutes, I'm dead. Like, I can't do hardly anything because I'm spent. Like, why are we doing like crazy? Canadian destroyer spots <laughs> after you've been you just did a stadium stampede on Sunday. Yeah. Well, You're telling me that he was that perked up after a long travel day after doing stadium <laughs> stampede and defending his championship every week on Dynamite for the last like four months? Feels like four years at this point. I feel like he's had that yes. title forever. Um yeah. but, but maybe this uh Sunday will be the day he loses it, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, just so we could see John Moxley every week bleed on our television. Oh screens. my, honestly, I, I don't feel- know. John Moxley and Orange Cassidy are two acts in AW that have kind of gotten old for me because it's a lot of the shame shtick every yeah. week. No, I agree. But, um, yeah, I feel like if you're gonna have him have the title forever and then the person he loses it to is John Moxley, I just feel like that's kind of strange. Like, John Moxley doesn't need that big win over him. I feel like they no. should they should have given it to someone that they built up and um Dude, maybe I they will but... i don't understand that why they couldn't have had somebody big come in and pick the bones like i would have had a, like a bigger guy or i would have had like a younger guy that could have came in and absolutely dominated him and 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 cemented themselves as a new star because orange cassie's been put in this position where he's basically been unbeatable this entire run mm-hmm. so he's the roman reigns of of AEW yeah in terms of title reigns so yep yep samoan and has tribal tattoos it looks just like him but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's our he also, wear, he also wears tactical gear to the ring <laughs> and <laughs> and he has paul Heyman with him we just yep. we just don't know yeah and the usos and so well it's great it's great stuff 
It's good shit. All right, that's our wrestle roundup for this week. Let's go ahead and hear a couple words from our friends over at In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Hey, everybody. I'm Soda. And I am Ethan. And we are In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. We are a NASCAR podcast that talks about the past week's race, and we review the upcoming race for the Trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. Yes, we also host a fun and interactive NASCAR Fantasy Cup Series where participants can win up to $500 in prizes each season. $500 in prizes. Yes, and the best part is it's completely free to join. No subscription, no Patreon. Just pick your driver each week for a chance to win prizes. The participant with the most points at the end of the season wins an actual In the Marbles Fantasy Cup Series Championship trophy. That's right, an actual trophy. So we hope you will join us next time on In the Marbles with Southern Ethan. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? As always, peace, love, and all the above. And we'll see you in the marbles. All right, we're back. In the Marbles with Southern and Ethan. Uh, they're doing their fantasy uh, league of their NASCAR, and we're in. We're doing it. Uh, we announced that last week, but I figured since that got lost, so we're going to announce it again. And um, I know nothing about NASCAR, and it's going to be interesting. But uh, Ethan's doing if our you know fantasy. nothing, I know even less. Yeah. So uh, Ethan's going to do our fantasy football league. So we're going to do their fantasy NASCAR league. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, but we're going to do it. And I should I should message Ethan and ask him what a tire is since he asked me what a quarterback is. <laughs> I, no, I think um, he has to know what a fucking quarterback is. Dude, I don't know what he was dude. He asked me like he's like, Well, who hikes the ball? Is that the tight end? Or I'm like, uh, what? It, yeah. dude, it's pretty funny. I sent him a diagram of the offense to kind of help him a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the draft is going to be interesting to say the least. Yeah, I love Ethan. He's fucking funny. Um, but Absolutely. it's, um, it seemed like he thought that him and Soto were going to be on the same team. And then Soto's like, yes, Soto's <laughs> like, Oh, I'll teach him everything he needs to know. It's okay, guys. Don't worry about him. And I was like, Oh, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, good luck. But that's, that's a us. lot, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot to figure. Yeah. Well, I think the NASCAR thing will be kind of easy. All you have to do is pick a driver. So I'll just look at the roster and pick a cool name and we'll, we'll go with that. That's yeah. what I'll do. Or I'll probably just do some research and, See what everyone else is picking. Oh yeah, you'll you'll research and actually whip everybody's ass and win the whole damn thing. Watch me do it. Watch me become a become a big NASCAR fan and leave me because you have to go do it in the marbles every week. You're the <laughs> yeah. third co-host because you care about NASCAR more. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Imagine. Yep. Yeah, I, think I like that universe. Happen. That's a that's a cool alternate universe. Yeah, you you could find a new co-host that actually watches AEW. You'd be in heaven. <laughs> but, or I could, or I could just, or I could just talk about it on my own, like I already do. Oh yeah, yep. Um, but anyways, yeah. let's go ahead and get it and previews the upcoming pay per views for this weekend. We got WWE Payback and AEW All Out. Uh, we'll get into Payback first. Um, so we have Gr- the Grayson Waller effect with special guest Cody Rhodes. It's uh, not a match. It's going to be a, a little talk. Should show not segment. be a pay per view. No uh, segment. It's I hate even- this. Yeah, it seems like they uh, just wanted something to do with Cody Rhodes, and they didn't want to put him in a match, so we're getting this. Pretty interesting. Um, Was Cody on Raw? I can't remember. I think if he was, it was not for anything big. I think maybe if he was, he had like a little tiny thing. But but anyways. If he he was, I probably would have wrote it down, so must not have been anything important. Unless this ends up being a match. 
that might be cool. Um, but for now, it's just advertised as a Grayson Waller effect. Um, so I, I'm sure it'll be a fun little segment, but pretty strange for a pay-per-view. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, they have to have something planned, I'd assume. For sure. Um, then we have LA Knight versus The Miz in a singles match. I think this will be a fun match. And that's, uh, I hope this LA Knight wins. Probably but... my most looked forward to match. Not going to lie. Yeah, this or Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think this will be a really fun match, especially with their little rivalry they have going, uh, which I was kind of against because it's a Raw guy versus SmackDown guy and it came out of nowhere. But I think they just, they kind of saw some similarities with the way they talk and they're like, let's throw these two guys together and have them work. And I feel like they've done a really good job of like realizing they're on separate shows, but we're having them feud anyways. Um, like they, I know LA Knight showed up on Raw the one week after uh, SummerSlam, but other than that, I feel like they haven't really uh, showed up on the wrong show. But sure, yeah, I think this will be a fun match. I think LA Knight will win. So <laughs> that's I hope so. Yeah, uh, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. Finally, I, our long national nightmare looks to be coming to an end. I saw Trish Stratus said in an interview this week that she's excited to get past the Becky Lynch feud and move on to other superstars. That shocked me because I thought this would be like so the is end. we. Yeah, I thought this was going to be the end of her story in the WWE, but it sounds like she's continuing her run. So I, I maybe now that she's had her kids and stuff, maybe she just wants to come have some fun. Which you know, I'm with cool the WWE. With yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. I this feud has gotten old, but I don't hate Trish Stratus, you know, and I think yeah. it's doing a lot of good for Zoe Starks. Yeah, uh, kind of like I said with Soraya earlier, like. She was dealt a bad hand with her injury, and now she's coming back out of it. And I think she deserves her flowers. And Trish Stratus was dealt a bad hand with anti-women creative, where that she was doing stupid shit every week, and now she can yeah. come and actually work. And I think that's cool. And she she's still good enough to be wrestling on TV. Like I can't complain. And she's Trish f- fucking Stratus. Like, come on now. Um, so I think it's cool, but I, I think I'd like to see Lita come back again. Yeah. What happened to Lita? She just disappeared. Like, well, they wrote her off and then now, now she's just been MIA forever. I don't know. I don't know if she's legit injured or she's just, just done for now or what happened. Very strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Becky will probably win this and then I guess Trish Stratus will move on and wrestle somebody else, but yeah. Yep. Maybe Trish Stratus versus Zoe Stark. Um, we'll see, but who knows? We have Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory singles match for the United States Championship. Uh, pretty cool to see Austin Theory defending us. Well, not defending a title. He doesn't have the title anymore. Pretty cool to see the United States Championship being defended on a pay per view. I feel like it's been a while since it has been um, since WrestleMania. I most feel I could be wrong about that, but it's been a while. Um, I mean, maybe right. Yeah. I mean, these guys just wrestled on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. The title changed hands, but I mean, it's, I think it's two great wrestlers. I mean, it's Rey Mysterio. You can't go wrong having him on the pay-per-view. I'm sure it'll be a good match, but yeah. Sure. I I They could give the title back to Austin Theory, but I don't think that's necessary. I think Rey Mysterio will probably retain. So. Yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree. I think that this match is there. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of this... this pay-per-view the reason why i'm a little sour on this pay-per-view in particular mm-hmm. is because for one there's no roman so it doesn't yeah. feel 
as special as others have, and Cody's not wrestling. And I don't know, it just feels like a continuation of what we've seen on Raw and SmackDown already. Like, it doesn't feel special sure. for whatever reason. So, When's the last time Cody wrestled? Um... Because what I'm good question. I I I think not too long ago. I think it was him and KO, and it was that night that Kevin and Sammy came back. Is it possible? Is it possible Cody's injured? No, I don't think so. Okay, I would hope not. But but, I mean, I just don't think they. I just don't think they had anything ready to go for him at this time. So they were probably like, "Hey, well, we want you on the show, so you could do the Grayson Waller show." So yeah. I mean, John Cena will be on SmackDown tomorrow. Like, maybe some things will be moved around with uh, well, Cody Waller. versus Cena confirmed. I don't think they would do that with one day's notice, but I'm just saying, like, they they could the stuff could be added to this card tomorrow. I, I okay. What it. if what if they did the Cody and Grayson Waller segment at Payback, and Cena interrupts, and we set up a tag match of some sort? That would be cool. Payback, like an impromptu tag match, like that big would- surprise for the Pittsburgh crowd. That would be awesome. <laughs> you, would be pretty cool. I mean, it's just that would be the highlight of my weekend, of my of my whole life. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I I think. It would oh be my cool. god! WWE <laughs> best Booker of the year. They have impromptu tag match. Never seen that in wrestling. Oh yeah. my. Speaking of a tag team match we've never seen before, we have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day for the a Steel City Street Fight for the undisputed WWE tag titles. So, I mean, yeah, at least... you're right. We haven't seen it. We've never seen a Steel City street fight, whatever the True. hell that is. True. I'm More sure. like one stick, one chair, toothpaste style. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fun. It's just a street fight and they'll beat the shit out of each other. Um, do you think we'll see new champions? I don't. I think uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy. No, I don't, think so. I don't think I, so. I think it's time to split up the titles or. It's been time to split up the titles. Yeah. You got the Street Profits showing up on NXT just because there's no way for them to do anything else. Yeah, with with championships right now, it's ridiculous. Just have like uh, I just find it weird that they're still holding both titles. It's yes, it's very strange. Um, but I think Kevin Owens and Sammy will will retain. But I feel like they're not going to hold the titles too much longer. I just don't know what they're doing. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Rhea- I don't know who they're losing to, but I think they're losing sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. I think this will be a good match. Singles match for the uh, WWE Women's World Championship. Um, two friends. I think friends often work well together. Um, uh, they're bitter rivals on TV, but I know they're really close friends in real life. So I think this will be a good match, but uh, Rhea Ripley will most likely retain her title. Maybe, maybe this gets Raquel over a little bit, you know, putting her in a big time women's championship match that would um, be cool to see definitely too. definitely something that we haven't really gotten to see yet is raquel in a big spot so we'll For see sure. what happens yeah uh and what i assume will be the main event of the night we have seth rollins defending his world heavyweight championship against shinsuke nakamura um i kind of want shinsuke to win uh and i don't want it to be cashed in on right away i think shinsuke should win be the champion for a little bit um, but I could see it going either way. Yeah, I could too. Uh, just to be contrarian, I think Rollins will win. Um, sure. And then the only thing that I could see is uh, somehow Priest interferes in the match, but I don't think that we're going to get an uh, Money in the Bank uh, cash-in tonight, mm-hmm. or tonight, that night. Um, I do want to mention, though, that on Raw, Rhea Ripley did mention that 
the Judgment Day better come home from payback with some gold. Mm-hmm. So, and he was specifically look. She was specifically looking at uh, Balor and Priest. So, I would assume maybe one of them wins, and if not, the uh, like I could see Priest maybe cash again because then he would have gold and Balor losing the tag match for them, and this yeah. is really the way that they're able to kick him out pretty soon. I don't know. I guess it's kind that. of the way that it seems to be headed. Because yeah. I, I know that they're trying to pair uh, JD and Finn as their own thing, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like. So. Yeah. I mean, I would not be mad if the Judgment Day win the tag titles. Um, and I'm not mad at the idea of uh, Damian Priest cashing in. But I would much rather see Shinsuke Nakamura win the title and have the title for a little bit, even if it's just a couple weeks, a couple months. But like, I don't we don't need a long reign out of it. I just want to be able to say he was the champion. Uh, and I don't want it to be only a couple minutes. You know, I feel like Shinsuke I deserves get that. Pleasure. But I, I feel like that's pretty unlikely, to be honest, given WWE, the history of WWE and the way that they do things. I don't know. Like, I think yeah. it'd be shocking. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd be cool. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't really see it happening realistically. I'll just send Zach on your ass because he loves Shinsuke. Hey, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I'm talking as far as WWE, so you better send them to Stanford, Connecticut. Yep, I will. But yeah, okay. I think Payback will be a pretty fun card. It's it's nothing spectacular by any means, but I think it's it's a non-Roman pay It's legitimately <laughs> a WWE Raw episode yeah. with a couple of uh, matches for championships. Yeah. Instead I mean, of for nothing. Yeah. It's like uh, one of those like combined house shows of raw and smackdown that just has a bunch of random championship matches but the thing that could take this from that to an actual like feel good pay-per-view is maybe a couple title changes we'll see but sure. uh, I, i'm sure a couple be... memorable moment moments in that street fight maybe a cash in like there's a few things that could happen mm-hmm. that would make this pay-per-view pretty memorable i think it'll be an enjoyable watch on a saturday night yes i think it's i think it's definitely one of the weaker shows but it's also the first time in a while that they're not in a huge stadium for a pay-per-view. This yep. is just like a I'm pretty sure this is just like a basketball arena. It's yeah, it's, it's smaller and Pittsburgh. And, you know, huh. Yep. Yeah. Not like a- Pittsburgh has an NBA team. I don't know. I get but I guess they have a basketball arena. I'm sure they so. do. Yeah. I'm, they probably have like a minor league basketball or or an ice hockey. It's probably the Yeah, it's probably a hockey thing. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where the penguins play, but that must be where it's at. That's that's exactly what it probably is. Yeah, I have to assume. Yeah. Yeah, um, now that I I've, I completely forgot about hockey and the Penguins being a thing. I, I'm not much of a hockey guy. When, so. you, when you said hockey, I'm like the Pirates, and they're like, no, that's fucking bad baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's baseball. No, they got they're all the, the crazy thing about Pittsburgh is all of their teams are black and gold. Yeah, like that would be annoying to me <laughs> as a fan. Like I want a little variety with my teams. Yeah, like the Penguins, Pirates, and Steelers, they all look the same. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of te- a lot of teams do that. I mean, Pitt or uh, Philadelphia doesn't do that. They have red for the Phillies. Neither have, does Kansas City. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's definitely some other ones that do it. But yeah, is there? Because I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here and think about it right now. Because I'll be sitting. I here think I, th- I think you're I'd, tripping. I'd, I think you. I to, think you're just. I, I don't know. Maybe there's like one instance where there's a team that has something close to another yeah. team but in the I same think, city. But I, yeah, I think black and gold has something to do with Pittsburgh, and that's why it does. But yeah. 
I mean, fountains and barbecue are have everything to do with Kansas City, and you don't see us making barbecue uniforms. It'd be kind of cool, actually, like the Lady Gaga. Like what? Uh, one of our minor league affiliates, uh, or one of our minor league teams, used to be called the T Bones. They're now the Monarchs, but oh. they were the T Bones, and they had some barbecue, some barbecue outfits throughout they, the years. They could do like the Lady Gaga beef jerky dress, but like jerseys and just. No, actually wear beef and, and yeah, get it I mean. boiled out in the outfield while you're wearing it. It, it would smell real good after that game. Oh. Uh, just barbecue sauce and sweat. Um, but yeah, all right, yep. payback. That's Saturday, but Sunday we have AEW All Out uh, Wrestling Field Weekend. So we have Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. I thought Christian Cage was the TNT champion. Why isn't he defending the title? <laughs> right. Uh, no, yeah. um I, I'm sure that Christian will, will get involved heavily in this. Yeah. Uh I think that Christian will still be TNT champion. Or, oh, sorry, Luchasaurus <laughs> will still be TNT champion. Honestly, just because I really think that, that that pairing is doing wonders. Yeah, it's pretty fun. On uh collision. Yeah, I it's one of my favorite parts of AEW. Christian is great. Um, and I don't see any reason to just put it back on Darby, who's already had it like four or five times. So, yeah. um, we already kind of talked about this match, but Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. Um, I feel like Orange Cassidy probably should win this because I don't think John Moxley beating Orange Cassidy does anything for either of them. Um, but like we've said many times, Orange Cassidy's title reigns kind of stale, and it's just, but. Yeah, I think that? Moxley ends up winning this match, but to be honest, I don't really care. Sure. Uh, this this match doesn't do much for me. So. No. Uh, then we have the TBS Championship. We have Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Dude, I'll be honest. I didn't even realize this was really being built until last night. They did like a uh, Statlander and a bunch of girls versus a bunch of other girls. And uh, Statlander at the end of the match got jumped by Ruby Soho. And then Ruby Soho held up the TBS championship and I was like, okay, I guess that's happening. Didn't even know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a match on the card. Apparently yeah, I'm sure yeah. it'll be fine. But, um, but then we have Adam Cole and MJF versus TBD, which um, do you want to announce who that is? I know it'd be a spoiler, but uh, I actually don't know. Um, it's, it's, they're doing a battle Royal on rampage. Okay. Um, I know who it is. It's extremely disappointing. Um, if you guys want to know, look it up. Drum roll, please. Just go ahead and tell me. I don't uh, care. It's Alex Reynolds and um, Silver. It's John Dark Silver. Order. Oh, the Dark no. Order. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't care because I knew it'd be disappointing either way. The field of that battle royal was rough. What, there was like nobody interesting. Wasn't the Hardy Besides, Boys in it? I feel like that would be. Yeah, the that's who I. That's who I. Yes, that's who I would have had win. Even though the Hardy Boys aren't the same Hardy Boys, like they're definitely the biggest name in that entire group. Yeah. Like I don't understand why you couldn't just have the Hardy Boys win it. Yep. Like, what yeah. the heck? So sorry for the spoilers if you're planning on watching Rampage tonight. But <laughs> well, I mean, this show comes out like the day of Rampage, and Rampage yeah. only gets three hundred thousand viewers. So the odds that somebody that listens to our show also watches Rampage weekly pretty slim. So I think we're okay. Yep, I'm sure we will be. Uh, we have Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Um, and in other words, 
we don't have enough matches to fill out all that. So we're going to use one of the matches we were going to put on the ROH pay-per-view on the AEW pay-per-view. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm sure this match will surprise a lot of people and it'll give Shane Taylor some exposure. I don't agree with this match being on the card, but I do think this will be a, a good match. Sure. So. Um, yeah, we have uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Takeshita uh, Kanosuke. Is that how you say his first name? Buddy, what? Kanosuke. Dude, I can tell you don't watch any WWE. Is it Shinsuke? <laughs> now, use that same logic. It's Kanosuke. Kanosuke. Shinsuke. It's, it's like the same logic. We definitely anytime, had this conversation before. Yes, anytime there's say, an S-U-K-E at the end of a Japanese name, it's Ske. Ske. Like, so, Kanosuke. Yeah. Not, it's not Kanosuke. I can go cornet and say, take a shitter. I mean, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old t- our old pal, take a shitter. No, Takeshita. Hey, dude. I think Omega yeah. versus Takeshita will be a really good match. And I think yes. Out this, of all on these, paper, yeah. on paper, this is by far the best match uh, on the card. Yeah. Um, who, who wins? I assume maybe Kenny Omega will since uh, Takeshita. I would, I would have Takeshita win. Okay. Because the entire storyline is Don Callis is teaching Takeshita all of Kenny Omega's weaknesses. Um, because Omega was with uh, Callus for years. And so last night on Dynamite, as we're recording this, uh, Callus was showing Takeshita x-rays of Kenny's like knees and his back and his hips and stuff. And he's like, this is where you attack this. And this is what you're, what move you're going to use. Like it was a really well done segment. One of my favorite se- backstage segments ever, like oh, in Dynamite. Like it, it was great. Um, Takeshita is being presented as a real killer, and I think this match will be by far the best match on the card. And I would have Takeshita go over. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. No matter what, I think it will be a good match. Um, yeah. Like if you're gonna watch one match from this card, this will more than likely be be it. Yeah, I think this one will be fun too. Though we have FTR and the Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the Guns. Um, sure. Kind of interesting having an FTR and the Young Bucks team. But I think I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Bullet Club Gold was talking shit, telling the Young Bucks, "Hey, this is the losers' room. What are you doing in here? After all in." And uh, FTR actually defended them, and they showed respect to each other. And they were like, "Hey, why don't we take these guys out?" And Cash said, "Yeah, I love guns, but I'll take these ones out." <laughs> yeah, um, they. Uh, I mean, at the end of the match at All In, FTR went for the handshake. Young Bucks said no. Um, I yeah, haven't... so so backstage they they did like a little uh, pre tape that happened in London, and basically Young Bucks were like, "Yeah, we we're sorry, we shrugged you guys off. We we were just we put everything into this match, and and we wanted to prove that we're the best team. We still respect you guys. We just in the moment didn't feel like like we were the better team, and we wanted to give you guys your moment. We we're sorry, and then they shook hands. So it was mm-hmm. kind of a Kind of a just we were disappointed. Sorry, we didn't feel like it type of thing. So, you know, so, yeah, that something, works. Something I forgot to bring up when we were talking about the match. Um, the Young Bucks, I love their gear, Freddie Mercury inspired. I will pre order those when Jazzwares gets their shit together and makes those figures. I will buy those. Um, but I loved how they had like a little like chant thing to start before their, their um, song started. But I don't think mm-hmm. that chant ever. Like actually did anything. I don't think a- anyone chanted that. 
Um, I yeah, forget what it was, but yeah, I, I that felt kind of flat. But I thought it was kind of cool. kind of yeah. like Jericho with his live Fozzie performance <laughs> at All In. Um, yeah. It wasn't bad. It could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it kind of was what it was. Yeah. So, um, two more matches for All Out. We have um, Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Big yeah, meaty uh, men slapping meat. <laughs> well, yeah, and they they've been sorry for the delay. They've been building this match on collision, and it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about it before. I think this match will be fine. I'm not as excited for the two big Haas guys fighting as I would be one smaller guy versus a Haas guy. We'll uh-huh. see how this match goes, but rarely do these matches actually end up being very good. Sure. Um, but I I could see it being entertaining. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I don't know who wins. I would hate to see Miro lose so quickly since being back. But at some point, they need to book Hobbs as a credible threat. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. And uh, then we have Eddie Kingston and Shibata versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, Shibata who? What's that What's that other name on there? Uh, Cassiori. There you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then they're fighting Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuna. So, yeah. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is more Claudio and Eddie lore, basically. Yep. So, which they, is fun. They hate each other. So yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think we have two decent pay per views. Um, decent is the word I would use. I don't think either of them. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not overly hyped for either of these shows, to be honest. I think they'll both be fun to watch, and maybe they will have moments, or even ha- like we'll go out and be like, "Holy shit, that was a great show!" And that that's always a possibility. But I think on paper, both of them look kind of weak. Uh, but I think we'll have fun, and that's what matters, right? <laughs> yes, wrestling is supposed to be fun. It is not life or death. Yeah, it's it's unless you're in the ring. Neither of the shows look abysmal and unwatchable. <laughs> I'll say that. Right, there's so. enough to keep you to, to get you to watch, but there's not enough to get you to pay fifty dollars unless you have a podcast and you're stupid and you want to watch it. Yeah, well, I would not spend fifty dollars, but I have a friend who will spend fifty dollars. So that's always yeah, cool. I buy I buy every AW pay per view because I'm a mark. So yeah, get your guy get get yourselves a Joe that will buy you AEW pay per views, so you don't. That's have to. right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's hey, our show for now that day. now that Zoom is now that Zoom is free, or now that we're using Zoom and it's kind of free, right? Isn't it's, it? Or it's is like. It it's fifteen dollars instead of the. $40. Okay, so since Zoom is free, you're gonna pay. It. <laughs> Just completely disregard. Oh man, yeah. Well, we switched to Zoom, guys. Elitu uh, basically screwed us on this last week's show mm-hmm. that we had to scrap, and we were extremely butthurt. And then Bray Wyatt passed away, and we completely pivoted. But yeah, we were pretty butthurt. Jordan went to t- check the episode, and it was just like unusable. So yeah. hopefully, this works out better. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I kind of like it. And I think eventually we're going to get into a point where we can do video podcasts and we can make content uh, for other social media outlets. And I think that's something that can really grow our audience and make this uh, into something more than it is currently. So, but yeah, that's yeah, it. For I, think our show. I think we're still a ways from there, but that is somewhere that we'd like to eventually be. So, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. That's it for our show for the third time I've said that. Um, that's it for our show. But Give actually, it. also, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add before we end the show? No, I don't. Uh, I, I I would just like to say that uh, try to enjoy this this weekend. I know there's a lot to try to watch. Um, we'll do our best as being as far as being up to date. Uh, 
Jordan would be up to date, but unfortunately he got sick. And I understand completely when you're sick, you don't want to do anything. You I'm a baby wrestling <laughs> dude. If you're, when you're sick, you just want to lay in bed and like stare at the wall and sleep. Yep. So yeah. And I had to work and I can't afford to call off right now. So I was just like, fuck. I was right. just like, uh, but I, I got my shit done. I just happened way later in the day. So I got home and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this right now. So then I couldn't log yep. into your bleacher report anyway. So I was going to try and watch the main event. And then I I was just stupid and I put in your password wrong. So, yep. yep. <laughs> you kept messaging me and I'm like, I kept logging out of my bleach report. I'm like, it's working for me. I don't uh, know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. But I, I got in and I think I might go back and watch a little bit more of that show because I, I was enjoying yeah, it. Last yeah. Uh, especially that coffin match and, and the main event. There was a lot of fun on that, on that show. So, yeah, I should watch some AEW in these next couple of weeks because pretty soon the mass Singer comes back and I'm just not going to be able to watch AEW. I'm sorry, Joe. Well, you at least gotta you at least gotta get all out in then because that'll that'll at least tide you over until the next. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. But anyways, if you enjoy our show, you can go and check out our podcasting friends. Uh, we have the fully posable wrestling figure podcast where they talk about wrestling figures. Uh, Jeff and Scott, two great guys. In fact, I really wish they were in our fantasy football league, but it got full. It got full before I could invite. Dude, them, it so. filled up. I made that post. In the like beginning of the night, and by the morning, it was full. Yeah, like there was there was no spots. We got twelve people that fast. I was pretty impressed. I, I'm I'm proud of the tiny little community that we built between uh, friends, family, and other podcasters. It's really nice that we were able to to fill that um, that absolutely. little group up. I think yeah. it'll be I think it'll be a really nice experience for sure. So. Absolutely. Uh, Tales from the Estate with uh, Caitlin and Drew. Both of them are in our fantasy league. Um, go check out their show. I listened to them today. They were talking about their top five favorite things from Cleveland, which is like their hometown. Uh, what's oh, your none of the sports teams, uh, except I like LeBron. So yeah. that's what it. That, I never been to Cleveland. I drove through Cleveland to go to Illinois once, um, but yeah, I I like the Browns. And in fact, that uh. The year, the year where they were like undefeated, not undefeated, <laughs> uh, oh, where they lost. Far from it. <laughs> and that that game where they won for the first time with like Baker yeah. Mayfield. And I was working at a sports bar at the time, and I was like, "Oh, that was fucking awesome to watch!" And the whole place was screaming. It was a lot of fun. And that is cool. uh, I tweeted, "I was like, I think I'm going to follow the Browns. I'm going to get a Browns T-shirt." And Drew Vensel is a fucking awesome dude. He sent me a bunch of Browns swag, and like. The, that's that just cool. that just shows you how cool Drew is, and um, but yeah, um, so that's my favorite part of Cleveland is the Browns. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I also appreciate the Browns. I, I would love to, I would love to go through Cleveland to, to go to Canton, Ohio. I think you have to go through <laughs> Cleveland to get there. Probably, yeah. I'd love to go check out the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I hear I, that's I, cool. I would too. Um, but listen to them talk about Cleveland. I I was like, oh, I want to go to Cleveland. This sounds awesome. So right. that might that might be something I have to do soon. Let's go check out Cleveland. Uh, Rock and Jordan, roll. You are not going to randomly drive to Cleveland. Oh, absolutely not. But you know <laughs> what I mean. Uh, but anyways, um, <laughs> you're just you're just posturing at this point. You're like, you're like, oh yeah, that might have to be something I'm doing. I, I, I have I'm, to do. I'm going to go tomorrow. Oh, well. I'm, yeah, I'm, full I'm well knowing you're never gonna go unless there's something going on there that you have to go to. Yeah, like 
No, oh, but man. honestly, maybe sometime I will go to Cleveland. But I'm just saying, I didn't mean tomorrow, but maybe I will now. Fuck you, Joe. Oh, I thought I heard um, tomorrow. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, but we also have the in the Mars Lasota and Ethan, like we said, we're going to be joining their fantasy um, NASCAR league. For 2024 i think it's for 2024 right it's not starting anymore. yeah it starts in february yeah, i believe i got time to do some research get into nascar i'm just gonna um, watch old dale arnhart um uh montages that should get me prepared yeah uh ethan actually uh messaged me the other day he's like dude I'm, I'm listening to your show again and he's like i'm love it and i just want to i want to support all my friends and i'm like in the back of my head i'm like I don't listen to In the Marbles as much as I should. So today I went to listen to In the Marbles and I started, I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. And then they started talking about NASCAR and I'm like, this is a fucking. <laughs> you thought a- they switched language. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is a foreign language. So I got to like. Maybe get- feel that way. Maybe people feel that way when we talk wrestling because we do, do get in the weeds pretty heavy. So, yeah. So that's my goal is within the Marvels, I'm going to get into NASCAR and they're going to help me. I'm going to listen to their show and it's going to happen and we're going to kill it next year in their fantasy league. Very excited. Um, and then the Three Brews podcast uh, with Ty, Ryan, and AJ. They also have a fantasy football league, but they have like the the weekly picks style where you like get a certain amount of money and then you got to pick your team. Um, right. I, I joined that and I'll send you the link. I'm sure they won't mind. You should join that too. Um, that's actually Maybe. a money. Yeah. I'm already in. I've never done that style, but I'm already in like four leagues this year. I Yeah. But that's like a weekly thing. Like, I think it's yeah. like, no, I, yeah. I might. We'll see. So I'm going to check that out. Uh, just fantasy football's come up. So that's kind of fun. I'm not like really huge into football, but this is something to like get me excited about it. Um, so yeah, go check out the three brews. They talk about beer. They do top fives, a bunch of fun stuff. So yeah, that's all of our podcast. Basically podcasts. every, ev- basically every show does some sort of list. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. because because uh, fully possible goes through the uh, entire elite sets. They mm-hmm. do a, an elite set retrospective each week, which is one of my favorite segments. They yeah, they, it's called the nostalgia segment, and they went through the elite sets. Dude, and- it was the nostalgia <laughs> segment. Now they're talking about figures from last month, and I'm like, okay, trying to do. <laughs> so yeah, but it's still good. Yeah. I, I know what yep. they're trying to do. No, they've gone all the way up to almost now. So I think they're getting close. They're in the 90s. So. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for listening this week. Come back next week for more stolen gimmicks. Or not. Don't have to. We're not forcing you. But we would love it if you did. Bye. sit right here and bide my time. As long as it takes to get what's rightfully mine.